What's going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to catch up with Linz West of LZ7 over Zoom video. Last time we spoke to Linz was in the midst of the pandemic, and he was in his attic where the group was doing a bunch of live streams called Cabin Fever, where he'd go live on Instagram and just DJ these big parties and have uh, his fans and listeners come on and, and chat with them about mental health and other things that the group is very passionate about. Linz kind of recaps how he got into music, and we pick up really where we left off in our last conversation. They had just released the song Only Hope, so we hear about kind of the last couple years what the group's been up to which is so many amazing things they have four eps coming out that will end with one full album and two bonus tracks on that album they've recently released human volume one and over the course of the next year they're going to be dropping uh, a different ep once the four are out the whole album will come out and there'll be a couple bonus songs on that as well so he talks all about that you can watch our interview with Linz on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it'd be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're Bringing It Backwards with LZ7. Hey, what's up, Linz? How are you, man? Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. That took me an age to try and figure that out. My bad. No, no, it's all good. I saw, <laughs> you kept coming, I kept in. coming in. I kept, I kept coming in and then it would literally meet me and I, I couldn't figure that out. But I think it was the agreement thing I had to hit that wouldn't. I couldn't see it. But Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All good, good, man. Good to How's see you. Going, man? I'm, I'm doing well. We actually uh, met two years ago. A little we did, over yeah, you're right. Yeah, you told me that we were the first podcast you had ever done. I thought that was really That's cool. right. Yeah, come on, come on. That's amazing. <laughs> Good memory. Um, I'm, I'm sat in the sun. I'm sat in the sun with my kombucha and just kind of chilling out and having a bit of a rest. So, oh, there you go. Sun. Amazing. Uh, yeah, last time we chatted, you were in your attic. That's right. <laughs> During, in my, quarantine in, in my fever, style. My ca- quarantine style. It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your fever cabin. Yeah, or cabin fever. Right. Yeah. Cabin yeah, fever. Come there on. Well, it's so good to see you again. Um, uh, I'm Adam, and this is about you and your journey in music. And we got we got your backstory a bit last time, so um, I kind of want to pick up. We'll, we'll we'll recap that a bit, but um, I yeah. believe the last time we talked, you had just released. Um, I can't. Remember, music brings hope. Maybe was that it? Um, no, 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 no. It would have been um, only hope. Only hope. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. That's like a, that was a lockdown song. Yeah, yeah. So you had just put that out, and then you had just started working with Saints. So that's right. Um, that's right. That, wow. That's, that's where we had left off. <laughs> Come on, man. You've got a great memory. Either you've done your research, or you've got a great memory. <laughs> More Either of the research pe- speak. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Full disclosure. I definitely yeah, had on. to go back and, uh, well, I obviously remember the conversation cause I remember us talking about snowboarding and, and, uh, you having that crazy story about having to snowboard down like a black diamond hill in the, that's right. In at dark and, or something yeah. like that. <laughs> that was for a music. That was for the music video. It was, it was the scariest thing in my life. That was, 
Yeah. Not, uh, not to be repeated. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the, vi- the video you guys recently put out um, yeah. where you're in the, you're in, in the snow and yeah. um, the, that's called, and, um, that's called same line. And I was in, um, I was in, I flew to Iceland with the team and Macken who sings for Afrojack. And he's actually just featured on Swedish house mafia's album. Um, oh, wow. He, he's based in Cali. So, one of our guys who used to be in the band has actually set up a, um, a video and filming company in Cali. So he drove him into Death Valley. Yeah, that's so right. You, and he's like walking through the sand dunes. That's right. So you got you got Death Valley and then you've got a completely different black sanded, like massive backdrop. And like, I think the sentiment of the song is same line is, you know, when you when you unite under something and you kind of unite for the better good of people and purpose and all that kind of stuff, you start walking the same line wherever you're from. So we're just we're just kind of trying to connect those, those two things. Yeah, it's a beautiful video, man. Yeah, man, it's cool. It's pretty epic. Yeah. Um. Well, let's start back uh, to the beginning. Originally from Windsor, is that what? I, is yeah, that Windsor, Windsor, the Royal Borough of Windsor and Maidenhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must have been a. Tra- I mean, obviously a tragedy for everybody losing the Queen, but. Um, oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 a massive fan of hers prior to uh, obviously all that. Yeah, I mean, I think it. it I think the, the 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 monarchy at the moment is kind of polarizing in, in whether you you like them or not. But with the Queen, you just couldn't not like her. Right. She just she just surfed, and she wasn't she wasn't political. She wasn't she just surfed for the best of the country and was like an advocate for everything good about not just about England and UK or just about everything good in people. And I, that's what I loved about her. She was amazing. Well, what was it like growing up there? I mean, we'd go and see every Saturday morning. We'd go and see changing of the guards and like watch the. You know, the, the big bearskin hats kind of march up and down. And it gave you a real kind of, I guess, like a sentiment of, of like, the world's bigger than this. And it's kind of like, look, look at the, you, know, you call it pomp and kind of, um, and pageantry. And, you know, sometimes we can, we can really forget our kind of roots and, you know, where we're, not just where we're from, but just the kind of what makes us up as, as people. And being around that stuff was just incredible because it made, it lifted your head. You kind of realized yeah. there's, there's so much to like. And then you followed her her journey around the world and the impact she had on other people's world. And I was, I was able to see her on my doorstep. I was just like, oh, wow, it's just another, yeah. le- another level. And it's, it's funny cause it's not celebrity. It's really different. It's not, you don't look at her and go, you're the most famous person on the planet. <laughs> right. But Although she like, was the most famous person. On yeah. The planet. <laughs> you just you kind of think she's like your favorite grand. Do you know what I mean? Like your favorite yeah. grandma. And, yeah. and that was, that was the way she was. She was approachable. She wasn't kind of like, separated she wasn't high and mighty she was you know she loved her faith she loved what she stood for she she loved people and and that was just amazing watching that yeah yeah wow and um how did you originally get into music do you come from a musical household i know you kind of started off uh, in the dj yeah. scene but um i'm not yeah, sure how my, you originally got into music my parents my parents are musical my mom used to sing and my dad used to play my dad used to play the fiddle oh, and um, wow. so we'd always we'd always have music in the background in our house and it was almost like a second love because I loved sport and I was really sporty, played football, soccer, basketball, all that stuff. And then, mm-hmm. you know, music kind of crept up on me when I was about 13, 14 with the whole DJ scene, setting up a set of 1210s in, in our mate's kind of garage and covering it with camo, you know, like like combat gear. Oh, making wow. It look all kind of, like, making <laughs> yeah. it look all gangster and then thinking we were DJs. And um, so I always had these two loves, which was sport and music. And, and I think music just came along in, there was a band that were auditioning for some people in, in Manchester, which is like three hours north of us. 
mm-hmm. and um, they did some real hard house EDM kind of music. And I thought, oh, I'll have a go at that and see, we'll see where it goes. And I had quite a good sort of foundation in, in that world in, in London. Um, and at the same time knew that, you know, music's got this amazing ability to reach people for, for the better. And um, it, our first Elsa Seven show was in a, was in a young offenders prison. Mm-hmm. And you saw these, the lights of these guys' eyes come on as we started to share our stories and do the music. And, you know, they started break dancing and one of them starts head spinning and he comes running around. I think he's going to punch me on the way past. <laughs> thinking like, you know, and he didn't, he did a backflip off the wall and the whole place just went mad. And I was like, <laughs> oh, this music's got this connective way. You know, when you go and see bands like Coldplay uh-huh. and you, you, you are, you are my universe. You're just like, it just lifts your spirit, doesn't it? L- lifts your everything oh, yeah. about you. That, it's like, that to me is the power of music and the catalyst. And that's why, that's why I started really. Wow. Yeah. I remember you said, uh, you saw the band or the, that group was like at a, fe- you saw them at a festival, right? And they kind of yeah. announced like, Oh, we're looking for another member. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, were you just at the festival as a fan and just, you know, I was there as a, as a, as a punter. Like I was, I wasn't particularly a fan. I was just, I walked into their show and saw them and they said, Oh, you know, we work in inner city Manchester with the, um, the hardest to reach people group, young people. And I was like, Oh, I, I like that. I, you know, that's the sort of thing I'd love to do. And, and then I, I saw the connectivity that it had with me and other people, the music. And I was like, wow, flip, if this is doing this to me, imagine what we could do with this to other people that are really hurting or, you know, and we focus a lot on kind of mental health, purpose, mm-hmm. well-being, anti-suicide, anti-self-harm, and just like, not, not just focusing on those topics, but really inspiring people to live their life on purpose. And I think music does that. And that's when I saw this band and I was like, that's done it to me. Flipping heck, that's going to do it to other people. So that's why we we kind of started the LZ7 journey. Yeah. Um, well, real quick, I just want to touch on the, the fact that your dad played fiddle. Was that something that you picked up at all? Or, <laughs> no, um... I didn't. No. no. <laughs> this is the crazy thing, man. My first instrument was a flute. Oh, it and was? Okay. I'm like, I'm like a six foot two dude. Like, I'm not, I'm not like a short <laughs> little guy and I'm quite sort of hefty. And I pull out this flute a bit like Ron Burgundy, like a jazz flute. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, and I was in an orchestra and I played till I was about 13. And, and then I realized actually, I just look too big for this flute. I need to do something else, something a bit cooler, but not the, not the playing flute isn't cool. It's very cool. And I can still read sheet music and I can still, you know, oh, and I, awesome. I transitioned you have to that, a, yeah, you have that foundation. Yeah, yeah. And I transitioned to, to saxophone to make it cooler. And then it was just, it was either sport or being in this orchestra. And I chose sport, but I still engaged in like the DJ stuff and, you know, organized parties and DJs at these parties and and just kind of, um, yeah, just built the kind of music, I guess the, the background catalog from there really. But yeah, my dad playing the fiddle, he used to just get up and start playing it and then he taught himself the guitar and we'd just hear him around the house kind of playing stuff. But I think our first album that we ever heard when we were little was Paul Simon, Gracelands. Oh, wow. And it was like, uh, you can call me out. And we just bounced around to this song as like little ones, like tiny little kids. And uh, my dad was like, oh, this is the best. This is the best vinyl you'll ever see. This is great. It's, you know, he, he was moving on from sort of Beatles and Rolling Stones and Motown. And Paul Simon was like the next mm-hmm. sort of thing that came around. So we grew up on that, really. Wow. Yeah, it was good. So with, uh, like, I mean, playing flute and then into saxophone, what what made you i mean you sound it sounds like sports kind of took over but like how did you get into like the edm dance music like kind of djs was that stuff you, yeah. music were you already interested in it kind of while you're playing uh yeah, those other so two I, instruments yeah we used to have we used to have all these like break dance parties at school and like the, the school disco would have a like a, a dance off so i was always into the dance stuff and 
when LL Cool J brought out his mama says knock you out I must have been oh, yeah. like early teens and and um and and I was just I just used to dance and I, I and then I you know I ended up going to Ministry of Sound and then Bed and then Fabric and this whole movement of like what the music does to move you and just moves your emotion and moves captivates your imagination and you're suddenly in this euphoric state and I wasn't I definitely wasn't part of the drug scene at all like I just I didn't do it and I think some of that was because I was I was doing sport and um, I was doing it at quite a high, quite a high level, so I knew that I'd get tested. But right. I still loved, I still loved that kind of like euphoric Ibiza anthem type thing. And and, I, and you know, I was, and so when we got back to 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 our our place and we set up these decks, I was like, yeah, we could just beat mix this stuff and see if we can start rapping over the top and start, I don't know, just creating some stuff over the top. But that was totally behind the scenes, off radar you know, just, just for the love of it. And then mm-hmm. when I got to, when I got to Manchester, I started to realize, oh, I can actually write like top lines and I can, I can write bars and I can learn how to be a front man and learn how to win people and learn how to work a crowd and learn how to, to really engage with the crowd. And I think everything, everything that I do now as a, as a performer, like front man on stage is everything that I would want to see in a front man. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Like 15 yeah, yeah, yeah. Me would, would want to, would want this guy to go stick your freaking hands up. Like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? So that's what I do. And, and I'm kind of thinking, what would little Linz in the crowd want from me? So as the energy goes out, it comes back and it goes out and it comes back. It just gets wilder and wilder. And, you know, there's there's people that I really admire. One of them is Chris Martin, because Chris Martin can hold a, a hundred thousand seat stadium just off one vocal. And he's amazing. And then, and obviously this is, it's not controversial, but Travis Scott is a really good front man. Oh yeah. He knows it. He knows how to work a crowd. I know that there's been some tragedies with with him, but um, but that does. I mean, his, he's still a great performer, right? I mean, oh yeah. And yeah. As far as his show's concerned, like I'm kind of halfway between those two things. Of Travis Scott will get a kid out of the audience and give him a brand new pair of sneakers just for going wild and being there because he really appreciates them being there. That's me. Mm-hmm. And then Coldplay, Chris Martin will win everyone by just saying, "You're all welcome. We're part of one big family. You're home. This is safe." That, and that's me as well. And I'm like in between these two worlds of like crazy crazy party white boy and kind of like real sentimental you know this is the energy that that music can do and the message we share in between the tracks is is what i would want to hear as well do you know what i mean yeah no for sure for sure it's yeah. chris martin's a funny guy too um yeah he's funny yeah 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 funny, I, my i used to be on the radio for almost two decades when i uh before i started this podcast and i remember one of our um afternoon guy interviewed chris martin at the hollywood bowl in la and oh he, come he, on and he told him, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, last time I was here, uh, I saw Depeche Mode and they and they did uh, they played their whole one of their whole albums in its entirety. Like, do you have anything special planned for for today? He asked Chris Martin and Chris Martin's like, oh, man, yeah, we we're we we're actually going to just do a bunch of Depeche Mode covers the entire time. <laughs> like he just gave him <laughs> like this. It was just so funny, like how quick he was to yeah, respond. Yeah. And I, when I saw that, I was like, I love this guy. That was so funny. Yeah, he's great. I, uh, well, the thing I love about the Coldplay stuff, and this is, this is something that really works and it, n- none of it's, ge- none of it's fake. It's really genuine. So when he gets, mm-hmm. you know, he plays each city and he gets a, an artist from each city up with him. So oh, like, I didn't know he does Man- that. That's awesome. Yeah. So in, in Manchester, he got up two local artists on the two nights, two different artists, one, one night, one, the other. And the place went wild. Cause all he did was honor them. You know, he, he said, you know, thank you for signing into the music of this city. Thank you for representing this city and Manchester makes some noise for, but, and this lead singer got up from one of the bands and it's just like, Oh my gosh, like what a wow. moment to be alive to, to witness that. And 
that that's what I love about that guy. And he's he's got similar to me. He's got a kind of churchy background as well. Yeah, he does and definitely. He does. You know, he grew up as a vicar's kid, and I feel like that's a real kind of synergy there of understanding. It, it, in, in his song, "You've Got a Higher Power," I'm like. Mm-hmm something there man there's something there that i click into with my kind of faith background as well and that that to me just really inspires me as well that people that it's not they don't want to hear it they you know they want to click into something that's beyond themselves and he's very good at doing that no 100 percent. when did you start off kind of as far as like um musically at all in the church like i've interviewed a lot of artists that kind of got their cut their teeth like performing either you know in the in the what, yeah, you know, worship band or or whatever it may be. Did you nah, take part in any of that? No, nah, that wasn't my. No, it wasn't my thing at all. Like it, it was literally be- bedroom DJ or okay. bedroom <laughs> MC, and you know I'd pick up a mic and think I was a real badass just for, for, for <laughs> spitting some bars over <laughs> over some stuff. And it, that the worship stuff, and and I know loads of worship guys and loads of churchy guys that did cut their teeth in in, in the bands, and that's probably if you think about where where's the one place that you're going to play every week in front of a crowd and, and learn your skill, you know, hone your thing church, because you've got right. three services on a Sunday. You've got a drummer there that plays three services. He's learning new songs. He's going to get good. And mm-hmm. a lot of the guys that back up people like Stormzy and, you know, Justin Bieber, they're all church guys. And, and yeah, I'm like, even Justin Bieber that. was a tr- started in the church. He started. Yeah, the- exactly. So I'm a, I'm a big believer that, that a lot of talent comes out of that kind of oh. genre. A hundred percent. A hundred. Yeah. You're, you're playing to an audience every time. Yeah. It's not like you're playing to yeah, bar yeah. to six people. I mean, you're playing three shows to a, a yeah, massive crowd exactly. every single night or every all day. Um, I th- when you joined that one group, I, I didn't ask you last time, but I'm just curious, like, were you the front man of that group that you joined? No, 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 no. I was a kid. I was, they, they were a lot older than me. So I was like early twenties and, um, and they were, they were kind of, um, they, they were just a lot older than me, so a lot more, a lot more kind of skilled in what they did. And I, I, I sat in the background. I used to break dance, and I'd dance, and I'd jump up and, and do like two or three raps just to okay. learn the skill. And because they went into so many high schools, you'd take like school assemblies, school mm-hmm. lessons, workshops. You, you had to learn it on the spot, quick. So it was like a really sharp learning curve of how to win. So if you think about two hundred and fifty grade tens sat in front of you on a Monday morning looking at you like you landed from Mars, just like, what the heck is this? Yeah. And by the end of it, they're jumping up and down and they're on their seats, on their chairs, like having the best rave ever in their lesson. That that's like a, a learning curve of how to be a frontman. So I went from two years of Connor sitting in the back and learning. Uh-huh. And just every day um, I still say this every day's a school day now, but every day's a school day then to to really like glean wisdom off them like what are they saying here how are they doing that how's this one guy doing this and, and what's he said there that's won that and um and it really helped me to to get to the point where when i set up lz lz7 sorry um uh that i knew these different kind of techniques because i'd watched and just learned from from other people that had been before me so no i wasn't a front man at all i was okay. um i was a front man in 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 stature as in i really wanted to be but i, right. I knew what i needed to learn yeah, you kind of got a chance to yeah, not only perform but to kind of see what what elements of what they were doing you wanted to kind of yeah. pick up and 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 bring into your own project. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I I love that you were a dancer. Um my son actually, my younger son, he's he's in hip hop dance and he's a, he oh. has his recital practice to, like he's at his like recital practice right now and then the love big that. recitals tomorrow and yeah, he loves it. It's so cool and, love and just seeing 
the kids that are a bit older, like 16, 17, that can do flips and like yeah. killer break dance moves. I'm just like, God, I wish I would have gotten into this. But yeah, my yeah, son did yeah. it. So it's cool to be able to kind of live through <laughs> through him wanting to do it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to be fair, you, you, you're kind of dodging a bullet because it hurts when it goes wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I, used to, I, used to, I used to run up the wall and do a backflip and flip off it and, you know, two steps up the wall and backflip and stuff. Oh, my and, gosh. Um, and I can, still, I can still do it. If, you stick a, if we stick a mattress down, I can still do, still do that stuff. But um, one time the, the strobe was going so hard in one of the sets, the wall was moving. Oh, man. So I, I sprinted towards it and I put my foot out and I went bang and I just... I hit the wall lower than I should have done. So I hit it down here instead of hitting it here. Uh-huh. And I went backwards and I just landed on my neck and it went, and I was just like, oh my gosh, what the heck has happened? I thought I broke my neck. So um, you've, you've dodged the bullet there, mate. Just uh, oh if, your kid, if your kid's young enough, he's going to bounce and bend. But when you're like, when you're older, yeah. it hurts. When you're like, like my age, 38. Uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, wouldn't, it wouldn't be a great, a great idea to start now. No, no. <laughs> exactly. Uh, um, you your first show with LZ7 was at a, a prison. You're just you're kind of talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, mm-hmm. what like was there something and like what kind of drew you to? Because uh, I love what your guys' messages and you you put on these big parties and you do all this stuff in the inner city and in prisons and stuff. All yeah. you know around you, not only violence with you know knives and guns and all that stuff, but mental health was what yeah. kind of drew you to that or like. Like early on like was there something that you were like i really want to help these kids yeah i i think like i, I kind of touched on it a minute ago like i was i was always the kids particularly with some of the faith stuff and the church stuff i was always the kid in the background like stood on the edge mm-hmm. who who wanted to engage but didn't really know how to and you know some that you said about some of the worship guys and the church guys like i didn't really connect with that sort of way of expressing my faith in that if that's the best way of saying it and okay yeah but i went to this one event and they had a dj they had an mc they had a bunch of break dancers and then this guy got up and he just shared a little bit of his faith and a little bit of his his um journey and mm-hmm. i fully was zoned in like like listening to it he could have dropped a pin in my head and it, I, it just dropped and i and it, and it worked and i just thought you know music is a catalyst and it's a universal language that can cross all those barriers and you know, I, I know that I look like Chef Ramsay's little brother. I've said that before. And <laughs> you told me that um, last time. <laughs> yeah. And people, you know, people that's not laugh a bad thing. No, it's not a bad thing. You know, no, not at all. And I do sound like him as well a little bit. But um, when when we got up in front of the school kids, it was great. And then I just thought, you know, the message of what we're trying to say doesn't change, but the method does. Mm-hmm. So let's go a bit old school. And I was in the, the band, I was dancing in the band, I was doing the hip hop stuff, I was rapping. And I was like, I'm going to go back to my roots and I'm going to try, like, go, let's go back to being a DJ and an MC and just be a little bit more kind of like purposeful about reaching that type of person that would react to that stuff. Like me, like, like little me. And, mm-hmm. I st- and this opportunity came to come and do this, this gig in a prison. And I was like, oh, yeah, man, let's just have a go. Let's see what happens. But honestly, bro, before I went on, my hands went green, my face went green. I was just oh, yeah. like, this is, this is going to bomb. And honestly, 20 seconds, the whole place went bananas. And the, 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 the prison officers were looking at me going, and I was going, I think it's all right, man. I've got the mic. Like, I think this is going to be cool because <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it right down in a minute into like an ambient sort of drum and bass bit. And I'm going to speak over the top and it'll capture their attention because that would have captured my attention and bring it back out to an absolute vibe. And, and it worked. So that's where the LZ7 stuff came from is like this light and shade of 
bit like chain smokers. Chain smokers do it really well. You know, they, oh, they yeah, go yeah, from yeah. Some, something just like this into like he'll talk about something and he comes back out into like a, a remix of one of his tracks. Mm-hmm. That's that's a different method of doing stuff. His message of what he's trying to say isn't changing, but his uh, his method is, and and I think that's why we thought I thought let's go and do a prison and see what happens, and it just took off like it blew up. Yeah, from there you're doing a bunch of schools, and then what your first record went like uh, it was like top twenty. I mean, you made it into like uh, BBC One and everything, right? Yeah, yeah, UK charts, UK dance charts. I mean, even the last single, the one that we've just done now in the Iceland uh, America one is number two in the UK dance chart. So we've just continued that kind of trajectory of push the club land, push the regional radio, push dance radio, push you know specialist radio and promo. And, and see where it gets and, and just create the biggest platform we can as an indie. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and it's, that's where, it, you know, that's where it started from kind of switching up the method. Yeah. That's, I mean, what you guys have done is so amazing. And the fact that you've been able to stick to, you know, you're, you're not only you're, basically your roots with um, doing all these things for kids. I remember even during the lockdown, that was a big thing that you, you were doing as far as uh, you, you guys are re- like recording live streams, right. And, and then, yeah. sending that video like the videos out to schools to and then yeah. they could show it to to their yeah. students like i i just love what you guys are doing and the message and then obviously Thanks, the man. music is, is is speaks for itself um i appreciate it. with um appreciate it. yeah no dude uh, you guys are great um i'm curious too is like especially during the lockdown right i mean you hear stories not that mental health wasn't a big deal prior to that but like the fact that everyone was isolated and staying inside and like drug and alcohol uh, related stuff went up a lot and like domestic violence and, and suicide and everything. Yeah. Was yeah. it hard to, or I would imagine it would be hard, but how, like to reach out to people. Cause you're definitely like a mentor to, to these kids, like having people that will, you know, be vulnerable with you and kind of tell you their story, but then you're kind you're not able to go out and, and touch the people you know, in person, was that a difficult thing? Would you set up like, like, how were you able to still kind of connect with, with your fans like that? We threw, we threw literally everything online. So all of our mental health resources, our um, follow up stuff from our schools weeks, they all went online and we would, we'd specifically direct people to, so our our mental health resource is called I'm I'm possible, which is a play on the word impossible. And it's I'm, I'm possible.uk.com. So every time we did a cabin fever or a live stream, I'd say if you're dealing with this stuff, click that link right below. And honestly, bro, you, you had th- two to 3,000 people turn up to each show and then you'd go live with them and then realize that, that they're watching the show, but behind them is their dad. And he's there yeah. watching, bounce, cause, so you're reaching whole families and, and it, it's one person on one device, but it's not, it's actually four people on one device because everybody's locked down. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> right, right. They're not going to fork four screens set up. No, no, totally. Yeah. So, you've got this amazing, it was almost like an amazing opportunity to reach to the, to the kind of online demographic mm-hmm. and, you know, push the marketing into it so that TikTok marketing, Instagram marketing, and just kind of reach our demographic, like specify it. And then say, look, come to this show. We're going to put on a show. And I think I spoke to you when cabin fever was going, we turned that into a thing called illuminate live and illuminate is the lesson schools tours. Illuminate oh. live was this live gig that we did in a warehouse and it holds two to 3,000 people. We just shipped in CO2, um, the biggest lights, the biggest screen. So it looked like a live show, eight cameras, no one in the room. And oh, it was the wow. weird, weirdest thing I've ever done. But it was the progression on. And, and 
you know, we'd have this massive 70 inch screen in front of us with everybody online talking to us, leaving us comments. And I'll just refer back to them as if they're the crowd. And oh, wow. You were able to see them. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, that's, yeah. So that's my, my so, guy, such a rad idea. My, if this was the stage, the tech guy had a, a massive, great big screen just here that, uh-huh. that you could see in shot, but we'd be bouncing around, do the songs, and then I'd just go straight to the screen. A bit like kind of, you ever seen Tony Robbins? You know that motivational speaker? Yeah, Tony yeah, yeah. yeah. He has these massive screens in front of him. It was it was that kind of idea. So you could go, hey, um, uh, uh, Amanda in Stockholm, what's going on, man? How are you? Go live with her and then chat to her and just, and then come back. And, and it, it actually, it made it easier to connect with people in some respects because everybody was there and listening. Uh-huh. Um, you didn't have to get people to come to your show. We didn't charge. We did We just did it all free. And, and it was, um, it was actually quite a special moment. So I, I look back at those moments kind of fondly as well as like, Oh my gosh, what a mad time that was. But <laughs> yeah. we managed to grab it by the what's it and drag it through and make it work and throw lots of stick at the wall and see what sticks to, to kind of, and we're, you know, there's a lot of musical, there's a lot of acts. There's a lot of guys that were in our kind of like status where we were that finished because of lockdown and, uh-huh. We managed to to kind of put it through because I think we can, we kept on with the connection. Yes, that and that's a beautiful way to do it. And especially, I bet people even maybe felt a little bit safer since they're in their own house to kind of talk about these things. Uh, being in their, you know, your kind of your own setting instead of at a crowd. You know, maybe I don't know if you you felt that at all with people yeah. being a little bit more vulnerable since they were in their yeah. own house and they can just talk to the the computer yeah, screen yeah. A, a bit more. And they could talk to us live and then, you know, we'd, we'd signpost them to Iron Possible and then Iron Possible's got counsellors linked in the bottom. You can go and talk to Samaritans, which is a big youth agency here. You can talk to Mind, which is a big mental health agency. So you had all these links mm-hmm. for them to get well and we'd just say, hey, listen, even in this moment of this hour set, we, we won't have time to spend 15 minutes to, to talk with you, but please DM us. We, will, we have someone on the end of the line that's going to direct you to for you to get well. So... Yeah, it was. It was a very special moment to be able to connect with so many and direct so many people into wellness, I guess. So, man, that's uh, amazing, man. And you have a new, the, the latest EP, Human, which is volume one that just came out last last month, yeah. right? not that long ago. Um, and then we talked, to, yeah, 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 talked about the uh, same line and, and the video, which was incredibly shot. Um, you, uh, so that's obviously volume one. I, I believe I read, and I don't know if you've announced this, and if you haven't, I'll cut it out, but uh, there's four of them, right? Yeah. Four volumes, okay. 16, 16 songs, four volumes of four. Every, every, they, they're coming out every uh, sporadically over the next like year. So okay. every couple of months. And then there's lead singles that are dropping in between for each one. So oh, that's cool. I, I kind of figured the way that people digest music now, you know, if you drop an album, it's great if you drop us. We were going to drop a 16 song album because they're all ready to go. Okay. And I just thought 16 songs, that's done in like a couple of weeks. And it's let's keep the content, let's keep drip feeding, let's keep putting new stuff out, new music videos. And it really helps with our kind of, I guess, our fan base looking forward to new stuff at the right. algorithm of stuff, the the regular, you know, you can always rely on LZ to bring something new out. And and we thought, well, let, let's do that and, um, and create a bit of longevity. And then at the end of it, we'll put out a full 16 song album with two unheard songs. And it will be like a, I don't know, a platinum version, premier version, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, that's rad. Yeah, especially nowadays. I mean, with, the amount of stuff that comes out on a, I mean, Spotify is probably, I, I, I can't remember, but the number of songs that come out daily is like, Oh, it's, it's absolutely millions. It's millions, isn't it? 
Yeah. So the fact that like, I mean, not that people wouldn't want to hear the whole album at once, but it's like they, they may get lost because now this artist pops stuff out and then, and then you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I got to go back and listen to human like this is, yeah. you know, you got kind of like hit from all angles. Yeah, How exactly. did you guys decide on like uh, as far as each volume goes, like, was it difficult to kind of put the songs in no. their own little packages so, to kind of put them out? Yeah, no, it's, it's a good question. We, we've got. We can't, because we're so diverse in, in the sound, we kind of go from that sort of Travis Scott trap right the way through to, so we just dropped a song now called Monster with um, Stephen Malcolm, who's, who's signed to uh, Warner Curb over in the States. Uh-huh. And that's a, it's a really different sound to what we would normally do. But then we thought, okay, well, let's write three or four of those. So one volume of the, of the four is, is kind of, it's called Trapped Human. And it's uh-huh. four trappy songs, not EDM. It's real kind of like heavy rap drops, big, big 140 kind of BPM. Mm-hmm. And we loved it. Like we loved kind of diversifying our sound a little bit and just going for it. And then we thought, well, let's group them together and do one called Trapped Human. And it's a guy in a glass box and he's kind of trapped. And, you know, this um, something comes in and releases him and bam. And, and it, it, again, around the mental health kind of thing. And um, it's, it's it, it, yeah, there's like, that was easy to kind of group together. And then we took the, the other ones and kind of thought, well, which ones sonically sound well together and, and spent like a day listening to it all and then going, that sounds well there. This, this one's more developed than that. This one's more kind of 128. Let's kind of group them. And yeah, it, it, was, a, it, was, a, it was a real thought process to it. Yeah, I bet. And I always talk to artists because I came from radio. Like, I love the, I'm sure this is, you said it took a day to f- kind of figure it out. I would imagine like just even when the tracks are finished, like going through and, and kind of, uh, putting the order right this the, the there's a yep. reason why song number seven on the album is where it is because it wasn't just yep. like okay that's the seventh song we wrote so we're going to put it there it's like you yep. kind of have to curate this play you're almost making your own playlist of the, the new music that makes sense for the album yeah exactly exactly and there it's it's funny four different artworks they all fit together so all the artworks fit together there's um there's there's a there's a real thought process to it and and we we spent the day kind of, or well, no, not a day, maybe a month actually kind of working it all out. And, and what does it look like for, for the consumer of, 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 is it clear that they're going to get four? Is it clear there are four songs on each one? Is it clear they're all an EP? And did it, Chainsmokers did a very similar thing. They brought out a few EPs beforehand. And mm-hmm. I felt like it was, the, I journeyed with them a lot longer than I did with someone that dropped a 12 song album. Because I, I listened to two or three of them and then I skipped a couple because I didn't like them or whatever. This one, you're kind of like, it's it's a lot easier to kind of engage with it, mm-hmm. um, and and that was the process of of what what does the consumer, the listener, what do they want to hear, and the heart behind it, and you know that some of them are just bangers, some of them just up tempo bangs, some of them really heartfelt. You know, there's one about adoption. Uh, uh, we adopted two little two little ones, and um, um, we had this moment where we realised, well, we knew this anyway, but we're sat with like 15 other couples, and a lot of people kind of potentially have this assumption that this wasn't my plan A, this is my plan B. You know, mm-hmm. I was meant to have homegrown kids and that was my plan A. When when you get given a profile of a child and you read the profile and it's like this, this light's going on their eyes, just going, hang on a minute, this has to be plan A for them. I'm getting this opportunity to turn the page and rewrite the rest of their book. That's plan A for them. Oh my gosh, this can't be plan B for me. This is plan A. So this new song is called No Plan B and Chosen. And we don't call it adopted; we call it chosen. And um, so there's that song that's in there, and that needs to be have some context around it. And working with an organisation that looks after foster carers and adopters, and 
what does that look like so when can that come out so there's a real thought process to the whole kind of album and um and you know built around topics that are real heartfelt like really close to to my heart um another one that's just come out on the latest one's called pour your heart out and uh, it's a real message of i've just I've, you've seen those instagrams i'm sure you have where um there's, there's a guy on there and he goes if a guy tells you that he's a he's not a he's not talking right. he's not yeah you've seen that he's not talking he's not telling anyone and i was like yo you can call on me pull your heart out and it's a real anthem like pull your heart out on me and it's getting kids to talk to each other and say tell me you know pull your heart out on me if you can't tell anyone else don't give up on life talk to me so there's real kind of like yeah thought processes in there to to, to put the album together that's awesome i love your again i love your guys's message and like yeah because somebody goes how are you and you're like oh i'm fine it's like no you're not <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean like that's yeah, not true. It, it's just the i don't want to i don't want to bore you i don't want to you know burden you with what what's yeah. going on with me and you're like no i want to i want to hear it and this is yeah exactly to to kind of respond to that yeah um, exactly. getting out of the you know cabin fever uh live stream setting what was it like getting back and you know being able to play your first kind of oh, gig mate, in front mate. of people uh, we were talking about this the other day on the plane right we did a gig in belfast northern ireland um uh -huh. our first show and it wasn't international because that's still part of the uk so we could we could fly so just getting on a plane and sitting down, which sounds so futile, and it sounds so kind of like, what a first world problem. And I was like, yeah, it is absolutely <laughs> a first world problem. I, I literally almost cried when we took off. I was like, oh my gosh, even in a mask. And I see, you know, sitting three rows away from each other. And then we got to the show and you, you had to, you, you had a certain amount of people that were allowed in the room and they all stood in a circle six feet or two meters apart from each other and they weren't allowed to leave that circle so they all came in in rows and they sat st stood in these little painted circles and each one had a chair as well if they wanted it uh -huh. and we did this gig we did um we did it twice back to back to 500 each right oh and, wow and honestly just being up on a stage with somebody watching somebody there that you can connect with see the whites of their eyes I literally, I had te tears in the back of my, I wasn't crying, but tears in the back of my eyes of just like joy, elated that we were back doing something. And half, halfway through the show, we did a song called Greatest of All Time. And it's got a dance to it. That's a bit kind of getting sturdy, that kind of dance. And um, these kids started to slowly bounce towards each other. And they slowly, slowly <laughs> started like, uh -oh. getting closer. <laughs> and, and it went, suddenly the track went, Ooh. and I looked and I was like, what's happened? And this policeman walks on the stage and he was like, if you get closer to each other, we're going to cancel this gig, get back in your circles. And you could feel them like literally doing it. And I was like, yo, yo yeah, do me a favor. Just stay in your circles, man. As much as we're trying to vibe together, let's just have, that's your area. Just lose your, you lose your stuff in that area. Keep it in that, you know, like a little ball of energy. And, um, but it was, it was incredible, man. Like the first, it just even last summer when we got back to, you know, internationals and you had like three or 4,000 in the room. But I, I tell you, there, there's a definite, there's a definite difference this summer than there was last summer. People were really reticent to get into mosh pits and get dancing last year because mm -hmm. we're only just out of COVID. And I fully understand right. why, you know, I'd be, I'd be worried about jumping in the mosh pit last summer. Um, sure. Yeah. And this year it's just been like, all all heck, all, everything's let loose and just gone for it. Right. But um, I remember, um, our first schools tour, our first Illuminate schools tour. And um, I'm talking to some grade 10s, grade 11s um, and saying, you know, we're doing the lesson and then they, they'd, they'd stand up and they just didn't know what to do. 
and I and I looked at them and I and I said uh, I stopped and I said um, do me a favour just let me know has any of you guys ever been to a live show ever and this is only in their school hall like it's just one of our workshops mm-hmm. I said put your hand up if you've ever been to a live gig no one went up and I was like oh, of wow. course you went you went into lockdown when you were 12, 13 you've never been to a show so I was, I'm almost educating these kids and saying okay this is how it works right if I give out a load of energy you give it back I give out more energy you give it back and this, we are going to lose our minds in here and have so much fun. I said, because that's the way the live show works. The artist buzzes off the crowd. The crowd buzzes off the artist, right? So when a mosh pit is, I separate you. And then after three, when I, sh- when I hit three, you run at each other, give someone the biggest hug and throw them up in the air and just bounce around. And all these kids are like, right, okay, I've got it, right. And I'm going, of course. You've, you've yeah. done two years of never seeing anything. You've never been to a live show. You might have watched it on YouTube, but never done it yourself. So it's like a whole education process of how people do live. Uh-huh. But it was the most incredible feeling. I, it's making me excited now. I'm like, that was so, it was so good. Yeah, how special and, um, to be the first, per, you know, the, not only it's their first live show, but you were, you were kind enough to be like, this is how it goes. Like, not yeah, like, what are you guys work. doing? Yeah, Let's yeah, dance. Yeah, like, you're like, no, nah, all right, here, everybody. I know you've been stuck inside and everyone's still kind of like uh, uncertain what's going on. This is how you dance and have exactly. a great time at a show yeah <laughs> that's so yeah, cool exactly. it was yeah. funny man it's funny that is um and, and you have more you just played a gig uh what like last week and you got some other coming up um i think yeah we did, um we did eo last weekend which is like a good 15 20 000 people in rotterdam um, and they just they just went bananas like it was another level and fireworks pyro co2 cannons like everything everywhere and it was just great to be a part of it um and then we've got, we're going to Budapest, so Hungary. Uh, we've got uh, a, a little tour in Colombia coming up. Um, we've got lots of stuff in the UK. Uh, we're doing a thing, a little tour in Lisbon in Portugal for as a, a festival called World Youth Day, which is um, where the Pope gathers all of the young people in the Catholic world together just to celebrate oh, wow. and have a full week of gigs. And we're going to get, we're going to be a part of that. So That's really cool. looking forward to yeah, really looking forward to it. And then we're back to term time, school time, September, um, October, November. We've got a lot of Illuminate School tours coming up. And then we've got this bike ride where we're cycling from Inverness, the top of Scotland, all the way to Brighton. We're doing a, a hundred kilometers a day, 10 days. <laughs> and then every time we stop, we're doing a gig in that town. In a, it's, so it's a town that's had Illuminate before. Uh-huh. And it's over 10 days. So we're doing a thousand kilometers over 10 days. So it's about 800 miles. And then we're finishing in Brighton and, and, and having a big party at the end in, in London to, to raise, we're trying to raise £150,000 so, so that we can do 10 Illuminate tours for free. Wow. So when we get to the schools, you know, we don't have to charge, the, the local youth groups don't have to raise money to get us there. It's literally, we're going to come and, and provide this service for you um, over the next two years. So we've got that coming up. So it's a busy year, man. And then even next year we're starting to get peppered with, with um, festivals and gigs and stuff. So it's really exciting. That's amazing. And I imagine you have to train quite a bit for this ride. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've just, you know, wow. I've, I've just, I'm going to, I'm going to admit something to you. I've just shaved my legs. <laughs> oh, there you go. Dude. I was in swim when I was a kid. I've, I've, I've go, heard look, about look. it. I've just zapped all, the, zapped all the hairs <laughs> off my legs um, for aerodynamics. And um, I'm back on a bike doing, I don't know, maybe like a hundred K a week. So like 30 at a time, not, not too far. Um, but the only, the only way to get fit for a bike ride is to get on a bike. There's no other way of doing it. You can't yeah. get fit. Doing anything. So working towards that, I'm really looking forward to it actually. 
Um, That's cool. And then we'll we'll release some new music around that. But one of the guys who's he's a he's a a para Olympian. He stopped outside my house, uh, riding past with the the Great Britain squad. The Great Britain squad are really good at cycling, and he trains with the with the um, able bodied um, trainers uh, uh-huh. uh, participants Olympians. And he, they all suddenly hit the brakes and he got off and pulled his goggles up and he's like, Lens! And I was like, what? And they'd all stopped. They're all, they're all in their gear just down the road. And he comes walking towards me and he says, you won't remember me, but you came into my school in Inverness, which is the top of Scotland where we're going to start this ride. And um, you fully inspired me. She said, you know, I, I'm disabled. and I'm now a Paralympian, gold medal, Olympic record holder, world record holder. I've been to Beijing. I've been to, da, 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 not Beijing, yeah, Beijing and, and the late, latest ones. And he said, uh, he said, you changed my life when he came in, the music and what you said and how living your life on purpose. And, you know, the face side, he was like, I love that. And I, and I literally looked at him and I was like, we need to stay in contact. And I, I would love you to front this ride and be the voice about it. And he is. His name's Finn Graham. If you look wow. him up, he's, and he's, he's just like, wants to do three legs of the ride. He's shouting about it. He's going to start doing his social media about it. And it's all because we were in his school. So it's, it's the exact perfect mix of of people to promo something like that. That's so cool. I mean, imagine uh, that feeling had to be so special to you that this yeah. person that you're like, I know, you know, it works as far as like, you know, changing kids lives and talking to them, but for have somebody stop and be like, you've literally, you've changed my life. I've done all these things because of you showing up to my school. Like yeah. how cool, man, how cool. Proper special. Yeah, it's good. Well, I appreciate your time, Linz. Thank you so much for doing this, man. It's so great to catch up with you. Drama, man. Thanks so much for having us, man. Yeah. I have Thanks. one more quick question before I let you go. Go for it. Uh, actually, two. Uh, it's beautiful where you're at. Where, uh, what, what city are you in currently? I'm in, I'm in an island called Jersey, which is probably the, 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 the original settlers from New Jersey probably came from here. Um, oh, really? And beautiful. Jersey, it's between France and England. It's, a, it's an English island that is you know, it's gorgeous you can see it so wow that's so that's just, amazing and um and we're doing like three days vacation here after the festival run um I love it. and then flying back to england for ready for next week so get back at it um yeah it's gorgeous amazing and my last question is if you have any advice for aspiring artists oh man like learning your skill learning your learning your trade you know it's the same as becoming a bricklayer the only way you learn it is by doing it and, you know, taking those opportunities, pushing those doors. And I think, I think for me, the one thing that's, that's, that someone taught me a long time ago, and this isn't being, this isn't like a fake thing to do, but it's always be the guy that crosses the room. Like always be the guy that, that, that's open to chat to people. And, and you meet, you meet, obviously artists are creative and, and creative can create kind of like an insular sort of brain space. And, and sometimes, you know, people can misconstrue the way an artist is. But I just decided that even in all the creativity and the madness of getting to places is to go, yo, man, what's your name? It's lovely to meet you, man. My name's Linz. Yo, and, I, you know, even in schools lessons, learning 10 names of the less of the school kids so that when they get to the gig, I can call them out. Wow. So be the, be the guy that crosses the room and it, it changes everything because people see the authenticity of who you are and, um, and you, you know, you're you're pushing through to to make stuff happen but it's authentic it's not fake <laughs>